What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm going to be going through my top 36 week two running back rankings. So kind of splitting these players up into tiers, just kind of talking about them generally. I dove into most of these players pretty in depth on my start sit video, but kind of just like finalizing this week's rankings. We do have some injuries that are lingering. So I'll kind of, you know, call those out and you guys can, you know, ask me questions later on in the week if we get more information on that. Uh, if you guys have any questions, drop them down below, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. But let's jump into it, starting off with tier one. So I have nine running backs in this tier. It's going to be Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Eckler, Chubb, Pollard, Bijan Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne, and Derrick Henry. These are players who are pretty much guaranteed to be locked in your lineup unless you're playing in like a, you know, four or a 16 league. These are your stud running back ones. You should feel very confident starting all of these players. Even in bad matchups, these are players who should be locked into your lineup no matter what. Now moving into tier two, we're going to have Ramondre Stevenson, Kenneth Walker, Joe Mixon, and Aaron Jones. These are guys who kind of just miss out on that tier one. Some of them are in, you know, splits. You got Ramondre Stevenson splitting a little bit with Ezekiel Elliott. Kenneth Walker, I don't know if he quite has that receiving upside as some of the players ahead of him. Joe Mixon. You know, I think he's an interesting option this year. I don't know if he's going to be able to maintain that three down workhorse role he's had in previous seasons. Aaron Jones kind of splitting with AJ Dillon a little bit, but coming off a massive game. Once again, these are players that you should feel very solid throwing into your lineup. Kenneth Walker was someone who I was a little bit lower on than consensus heading into the season, but he had a really strong workload in week one. I thought Charbonnet would kind of eat into it. It is possible that he could kind of increase his workload throughout the season, but in week one, Charbonnet really wasn't a factor. So looking good for uh, Kenneth Walker. Now shifting into tier three, going to be a three-man tier with James Cook, Jameer Gibbs, and David Montgomery. I think James Cook week one role was very encouraging. I don't think anyone should have expected him to be like a full three-down workhorse. Just probably isn't going to happen at his size. He's likely not going to get the goal line carries. Those are probably going to go to Damian Harris, but he put together a solid workload. He has some nice receiving upside and gave you a decent fantasy day without getting into the end zone and with the Bills offense struggling. I think once they start to put up some points, you know, I think week one is definitely an outlier there. I think James Cook will be a really strong fantasy running back moving forward. And then the other two guys in this tier are just going to be the Lions running backs, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. We saw Montgomery be the more valuable running back in week one. I guess you could flip these two if you wanted to. I just think throughout the season, Jameer Gibbs is going to continue to rise. Montgomery probably just going to fall as Jameer Gibbs starts to eat into his workload. But I feel like in the next few weeks, we're probably in a spot where they're kind of going to be in the same range. Very interesting to see how this backfield kind of develops here week two against the Seahawks. Now moving into tier four, a pretty large tier. We're going to start it off with Jamal Williams. Didn't put together a great fantasy day in week one, but his usage was really strong. Dominated the opportunities out of that backfield. I'd be expecting a similar thing here in week two with uh, Alvin Kamara still suspended. We also just saw the Falcons just destroy the Panthers on the ground. Not sure if that carries over here to the Saints because the Falcons do just have a great run game, but I think he's a nice fantasy running back too this week. Behind him, I have Rashad White. And I really like the matchup here for Rashad White against the Bears. We saw the uh, Packers and Aaron Jones really give it to the Bears. And Rashad White had a really strong week one workload. He didn't make the most of it. He was not super efficient. His uh, rushing yards over expected was way in the negatives. So not good. But if he can maintain his usage, I think this will be a nice bounce back opportunity for Rashad White. A guy kind of in a similar spot is Alexander Madison, also in tier four. Saw some really nice volume in week one. 
didn't really do a ton with it, got into the end zone, which saved his production. He's on a good offense. Eagles defense should be a rough matchup, but we did see the Patriots put up some points on him. I still think Madison is a nice running back too this week. I think you feel comfortable with him in your lineup, but I do think he's at risk to kind of lose some touches throughout the season, um, you know, just based on him not being like a super young prospect, like a guy like Rashad White or Damian Pierce, who's going to be later on in this tier. He's just more of like a veteran, and I don't know how much teams are going to love force feeding, you know, just random veterans um, if they're not super efficient with those opportunities. Uh, one team that does like to force feed their veteran running back with limited efficiency is going to be the Cardinals and James Conner. He comes right after Madison here. Looks like Conner's just going to have another super strong workload season. It's possible it kind of tapers off throughout the year, but he started off week one very solid, took a huge share of that uh, Cardinals running back opportunities going up against the Giants. Obviously, the offense is terrible for the Cardinals, but I do think he can volume his way to a nice uh, running back two week. Behind him, I have Damian Pierce, and Damian Pierce was someone I was high on heading into the season. Looking at his preseason usage, it looked like he was going to be the workhorse for this offense. That's not what we saw in week one, which is not super encouraging because if he does not have that three down workload on an offense that's probably going to be pretty terrible throughout the season, he's not in a great spot. That's why I have him as more of a uh, back-end running back to this week. I do think he could grow that workload throughout the year, but you would have liked to just see him kind of start off with it in week one. Behind him, I have Miles Sanders. This was another player who was kind of touted as someone who was going to have a super strong workload, and he had a decent workload. His usage wasn't like the three-down workhorse type that you would see. He was splitting opportunities with the other running backs in that backfield, but I still think the Panthers are going to heavily rely on him and just the running back position in general. Their wide receivers aren't impressive, so I do think they'll kind of lean on Sanders here going up against the Saints. Um, and then the last two running backs in this tier, Brian Robinson and Raheem Mostert. For Brian Robinson, I think a lot of people thought this was going to be pretty close to like a 50-50 split with him and Antonio Gibson. That's what we saw in the preseason. That is not what we saw in week one. Brian Robinson dominated the opportunities in this backfield. Not only did Brian Robinson destroy Antonio Gibson with his work on the ground, he also ran more routes than him, which is the role that you would kind of expect to go to Antonio Gibson. So if he can hold on to that, I think he has to be regarded as a running back two moving forward. Behind him, we have Raheem Mostert. Mostert's on the injury report, so we'll see if he's actually able to give it a go. If he does not play, I feel like people are going to want to turn to Devin A-Chain, and I really like A-Chain. I was high on him heading into the season, but the fact that he was a healthy and active in week one is not a great sign, and I just don't think you go from being a healthy and active to then all of a sudden leading the backfield. So I think it's going to be somewhat of a gross committee. If Mostert doesn't play, this is probably a running back room that I would just be looking to uh, stay away from. But if he does play, he was the guy who dominated the opportunities in that backfield. They're not going to be a super run-heavy team. Not a great matchup against the Patriots, but a starter on an overall strong offense is definitely playable for fantasy. And then starting the uh, running back threes and starting tier five, I'm going to go with Brees Hall. Not a good matchup here against the Cowboys. Obviously, losing Aaron Rodgers is a huge hit to Brees Hall, and he really didn't have a huge week one workload. But I mean, he looked fantastic in a limited sample size. I think he had like two of the top 10 um, fastest ball carrier speeds of the week, which is absurd, you know, coming off his first game since the ACL tear. I just think he's too talented to be ranked any lower. 
even in a bad matchup, I have to imagine the Jets are going to lean on him with the valuable touches, right? Using him as a pass catcher. If they're near the goal line, I think they'll probably give him the edge over Dalvin Cook. I just think it was very clear that he was the best running back they had on that roster. And I think at worst, he's like a high-end running back three moving forward. Um, obviously, the offense is going to be capped. I think sometimes you just got to play your talented players. Behind him, I have Najee Harris. And the outlook on Najee Harris is not looking great. Um, he was someone I was pretty heavily avoiding in drafts. Seeing people take him sometimes even in the late second was tough. I was not drafting him in the third round. And it was pretty much for this exact reason. If you drafted Najee Harris, you wanted him to have a massive workload. You wanted him to see the usage he saw as a rookie. That's just not going to happen this season. Jalen Warren is very involved. And to be totally honest, Najee Harris is just not a good enough running back to you know, kind of push away Jalen Warren for a three-down workhorse role. I think a lot of people could make an argument that Jalen Warren is a better running back, and if Najee Harris didn't have that uh, first-round capital, I think Jalen Warren could be the guy leading this backfield. I still think Najee's the more valuable guy going forward, just because I do think he's going to have over 50% of the opportunities, but I think that like 75, 80-plus percent opportunity share, that seems pretty dead at this point. Then you're looking at this offense. It's not a great unit. So not feeling great about Najee moving forward, which is why I have him outside my uh, top 24 running backs. Behind Najee, I have DeAndre Swift. And Swift is an incredibly tough player to rank this week. We got the news that uh, Kenneth Gainwell is going to be out for the Thursday night game. Really tough break for Kenneth Gainwell. He was someone who I really liked as a waiver wire pickup before week one. I was like, if he gets the opportunity to start, he's going to be super valuable moving forward. He gets the opportunity. He's the clear starter. But then unfortunately, he goes down and could end up like losing his footing in that backfield. I think the general idea would be, all right, Swift operated as the running back two last week. The running back one goes down. You would assume that now DeAndre Swift is going to operate as the running back one. Is that possible? Definitely possible. And if he does, he'll probably, you know, put up solid high end running back two production maybe even running back one production. But would anyone be shocked if we go out there and we see DeAndre Swift playing the same role and Boston Scott is in the Kenneth Gainwell spot or Rashad Penny is in the Kenneth Gainwell spot? I just don't think we can feel super confident that DeAndre Swift is going to be like this huge workhorse just because Kenneth Gainwell went down. So I think this is a fair spot to have him, a high-end running back three. If you feel super strong about starting him, I can't really, you know, push too hard against that if you feel totally opposed to starting him. I also understand that after what we saw in week one, but I do think this Kenneth Gainwell injury has kind of opened things up here for DeAndre Swift moving forward. And who knows, maybe he's able to just kind of, you know, secure that running back one role moving forward. Now, after him, I have back-to-back running backs who are kind of in similar positions, uh, Joshua Kelly and Tyler Algier. Both their teams running back twos, but both guys who had very significant workloads in week one. It honestly feels like I'm ranking some of these dudes a little low, you know, Kelly and Algier, especially with what we saw in the first week, but it's tough to rank them over guys who are probably going to be leading their backfields. Um, With Joshua Kelly, if Austin Eckler misses this game, he is injured. I mean, Kelly shoots into like that tier one territory. I really think he would firmly belong up there with the usage he would likely see. But if Eckler does play, I think he's a decent running back three flex option. We saw him have a super strong workload on the ground, was also very involved in terms of running routes. And then same thing for Tyler Algier. He actually outcarried Bijan Robinson. The reason why I'm much lower on Algier than Bijan Robinson, you may look at their week one stats, their production, 
you know, why is there such a disparity between these two guys? I think Tyler Algier becomes the much less appealing option if the Falcons just aren't able to completely control the game and, you know, run it a zillion times. Like if this is a competitive game or the Packers go up early, they need to rely on their passing game. I just think Bijan is the better option because he was way more involved as a pass catcher, had an 80 plus percent route participation. So I think Bijan is the clear guy to roster here, but Algier definitely has some upside. Behind them, I have Javante Williams wrapping up tier five. He's in a pretty uh, even split here with Samaje Pirine. He's getting more work on the ground. Pirine's getting more work through the air. I still think Javante is the better play. I think this uh, split will kind of separate throughout the season, but right now they're in a pretty similar spot. And moving into the last year, starting it off with Kyron Williams, he led this Rams backfield. I think he's the better option there moving forward, but he just has a brutal matchup against the 49ers. He could kind of make up for it with some receiving work, but it's also possible this defense just completely shuts him down and the running back position just can't get anything done, whether it's Kyron Williams or Cam Akers. So that's why he's in tier six. If this was a better matchup, he'd probably be much closer to like a high-end running back three. Uh, behind Kyron Williams have Samaje Pirine, just mentioned him in that split with Javante. Uh, prefer Javante slightly, but kind of in a similar spot. I have Khalil Herbert here at 33 in tier six, and people may be wondering why I have Khalil Herbert over a guy like Roshan Johnson. I think long-term Roshan Johnson is very interesting. And I think he can be the uh, running back one of the future, you know, at least for this season. But I think in the short term, Khalil Herbert is the guy they want to roll with. Roshan Johnson got a lot of his touches and usage when that game was pretty much out of hand. So I think in a potentially very competitive game against the uh, Buccaneers, I think Khalil Herbert is probably going to operate as the running back one. It's definitely not going to be a huge like workhorse role. There will still be some touches, you know, thrown around to Roshan Johnson and Deonta Foreman, but in this specific week, I do think he's the better play. 34 and 35, back-to-back Ravens running backs, Justice Hill and Gus Edwards. If I had to give one of these guys the edge, I think it would be Justice Hill just because of his receiving upside, but I think we are going to be seeing a pretty gross split between these two. Um, and then to wrap it up with the final two options, Isaiah Pacheco and Dalvin Cook. Really can't trust this uh, Chiefs committee. I think Pacheco is the best option within it, but I would not want him in my lineup. Delvin Cook, tough matchup, rough offense now with uh, Zach Wilson at quarterback. I think he's the clear second option behind Brees Hall, which doesn't make him a super appealing start. And I did just want to mention Zach Moss. It seems like he's going to be good to go here in week uh, two. I think he'll be the starter, but I also wouldn't rule out a really gross split with him and Deion Jackson. And that type of gross split on an offense that's not that great, probably not a situation I'm super interested in, but I guess like maybe you could have thrown him in on one of those last uh, few spots. Hopefully you just have a better option, but I do think if you're, you know, potentially choosing between Zach Moss or Deion Jackson, uh, I would go with Zach Moss this week if he uh, does play. That's going to wrap it up for my uh, week two running back rankings. Let me know what you guys think down below. If you enjoyed, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Drop any questions down below. I'll also have my uh, wide receiver rankings up today also, so take a look at that. But thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.